Good morning and welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It is currently Thursday, April 23rd, and you are listening to today's episode of the 5-Minute Drill, brought to you by Up5 Media. This is your co-host, Darian Phillips, and I am joined by Simran Sandu. And so far this week, listeners, we've been overloaded with talks about oil prices, earnings reports, and the recent small business stimulus package. But we haven't got a chance to update you on where we stand with the coronavirus. So I think it would be fitting to start today's episode with a quick recap on the latest news pertaining to the virus. So what do you got for us, Simi? Well, Darian, let's first discuss the renowned hydroxychloroquine that President Trump has worked so hard to get. Turns out that the malaria drug has proved to be ineffective in a recent analysis of its use in U.S. veterans' hospitals. And actually, according to researchers, more patients had died from using hydroxychloroquine compared to those patients receiving standard care. And while we're on the subject, coronavirus cases in the U.S. have exceeded 839,000, while the death toll is around 46,000. And while researchers continue to hunt for solutions, U.S. officials have begun brainstorming how they're going to handle a second surge this winter. That said, they're anticipating this surge to come in little quote-unquote flare-ups, but are worried that the timing will cause issues given that this year's flu will be showing up around the same time. Yeah, it's definitely a cause for concern, but at least hospitals and clinics are planning to resume a lot of their procedures that had been delayed due to the coronavirus. So it's definitely good news for patients all across the board. You're absolutely right. Definitely some positive news there. But anyways, last week, President Trump announced his guidelines for reopening the economy, which included three phases and advised governors to make data-driven decisions throughout the process. Also, as a quick reminder, listeners, the guidelines were merely a suggestion, and it is ultimately up to the governor's discretion on how exactly these phases are implemented. That said, Georgia's Governor Brian Kemp has decided to include tattoo parlors, bars and hair salons as a part of phase one. And President Trump wasn't too happy about this, claiming that he, quote unquote, totally disagrees with Governor Kemp's decision. The bottom line here is that it'll be interesting to see how the remainder of states reopening processes play out. Yeah, and something else that is related to many people's financial well-being is Social Security. For the first time in nearly 40 years, it's expected to pay out benefits that exceed its income in 2021. With that information in mind, trustees expect Social Security reserves to be depleted by 2035. And on another note, U.S. stocks rallied yesterday after a two-day downfall as all major indexes jumped 2 to 3%, with all 11 sectors showing gains in the S&P 500, as well as 28 of the 30 Dow Industrials finishing the day off in the green. On top of markets being up, we also saw global crude oil prices increase by nearly 5.5%, while U.S. crude prices jumped by nearly 19%. Well, I'm glad to hear that markets in crude oil showed some promise yesterday, but it turns out airlines did not follow a similar path. Delta Airlines showed some major signs of struggle after reporting their first loss in over five years, which does make sense considering passenger volume in the U.S. has decreased by 95%. That said, Delta CEO told employees that recovery from the crisis could take up to three years. And it turns out Boeing did not have a good day either after the company announced some rather optimistic news last week regarding its plans to resume production on the 737 MAX. They are now being hit with a lawsuit on a canceled order from Alafco, otherwise known as the Aviation Lease and Finance Company. Alafco claims that Boeing refused to return advance payments on a now canceled order for 40 of the 737 MAX planes, according to CNBC. And in the retail industry, we're seeing that a major private equity firm has rescinded its $525 million buyout offer for Victoria's Secret. The decision came after Victoria's Secret's parent company, L Brands, elected to close its U.S. stores in March, 
furlough the majority of its workers, and skip its April rent payments, which were all violations of the proposed transaction. As a result, L Brand's stock fell by more than 15% yesterday. Also pertaining to the private sector right now, listeners, we're seeing that PG&E CEO Bill Johnson has announced his plans to step down from his position on June 30th. Well, all things considered, that isn't very surprising. But in other news, I hear Facebook is opening up their deep pockets. Is that right, D? You're spot on. Yesterday, Facebook announced a $5.7 billion investment in Reliance Geo, marking Facebook's second largest investment to date, according to TechCrunch. Reliance Geo is a massive telecom company based in India, and Facebook plans to use the acquisition as a means to both expand its dominance in the region and grow its consumer-facing services such as WhatsApp. And that's all we've got for you today, folks. But tune in tomorrow because we've got a special episode ahead as we interview an executive from one of the largest unions in the United States. But as always, make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And we look forward to catching you bright and early Friday morning as we continue our journey to redefine how you experience news. 